Welcome to a public podcast as we get to bring some bonus content today. My name is Todd Stevenson, and I get the privilege of serving as your host. Now, our goal is to meet you in your routine because Jesus wants to impact your routines. See, following Jesus is not a Sunday thing. It's an every moment lifestyle. And we hope that our conversation today allows Jesus to impact you right where you are. And I'm so excited for today's episode. As I said, we're bringing bonus content from our current series, The Search for More. See, we find immeasurably more by giving our lives away. And today, our guests are Michael and Jessica Page, two people who are giving their lives away locally as they serve in public church and globally as they serve the people of Kenya through their nonprofit, Shepherd's Heart International. See, as public church, we have two global partners, a local church in Romania, so shout out to our Romanian friends, and Shepherd's Heart. Now, Michael and Jessica, some of our listeners may not know about Shepherd's Heart. Could you guys just share the little the story of how it came to be, including the purpose and the vision of Shepherd's Heart? Yeah, sure. Um, Shepherd's Heart started about 10 years ago. Uh, Michael and I went on a short-term trip to Kenya, and we it was our first mission trip, so we were just kind of getting a feel of what missions were like. Um, we realized when we got there that although Kenya claims to be a country that is a majority Christian, um, there were a lot of, there was a lot of room for discipleship for sure. And we wanted to help the people that were already serving in their communities to do a better job at what they were doing. We had resources that they lacked and they had information and knowledge that was beneficial for us in our lives so just partnering together seemed like the most natural thing to do Um, so we formed a nonprofit, and um, we have learned a lot in the last 10 years for sure but our and our vision and mission has changed based on where we were Mm -hmm. um, with our ministry but right now our our mission really is just to use the resources that God has given us and steward them in a way that makes the gospel known both in word and in deed. Um, And what that looks like as far as our vision is that we really would love to see a multiplying movement of Christ followers Mm. just equipped and empowered um, to go out and serve in their areas of influence. And secondly, that um, every child would know the love of a family um, and of God. And that's just really what we've been working to accomplish. Wow. That is awesome. And to our listeners, you picked a good bonus content episode to listen to. I mean, this is incredible. And it's such a reminder that the church is bigger than Cleveland and that Jesus is doing things all over the world. And, you know, for you guys, it's an honor that we get to be a part of what Jesus is doing in Kenya and, you know, great mission, great vision. Love it. Could you just tell us how that's carried out on a day-to-day basis? What are some of the typical ministries that are ongoing in Kenya, even when you guys aren't there? Yeah, sure. Um, So we partner with three different organizations in Kenya. Um, They're each working with discipleship and orphan care. Um, Two of our locations have taken in children from their areas and they have found foster homes for them. So they are now currently... um, just supporting the families of these children and the families in the communities that are around the kids so that we can kind of keep 
the kids in the families from going to the streets in the first place. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like strengthening families so that we don't have to take in orphans. I um, love that. And then we have one location in uh, the capital city of Kenya, Nairobi, that is a rescue center. So when a child is either abandoned or they are taken from their home, sometimes it's because of neglect, sometimes abuse. Um, they will be taken to our rescue center. We'll try to rehabilitate them. Um, they, we have social workers that work there. They are taken to school. They get medical care. And then we try to reunite them with either their own uh, relatives or with a foster family. That is amazing. Anything you want to add, Michael? So, I mean, I, I just kind of echo what Jessica says. That's not really how it started, mm-hmm. right? When we came in and we just started working with these, it was a more traditional uh, orphan care type situation where you had uh, lots of kids in one place. Yeah. Um, and God just kind of kept working through other organizations to inform us of other ways and had to be willing to open up and change mm-hmm. uh, and still working with that day by day and just, just seeing a lot of growth. Yeah. Uh, and there was things that we were even in terms of the number of children that were in these places as they've gotten older and kind of moved out of the program. Mm-hmm. Now we're bringing in brothers and sisters. And so it's not, uh, God's just like, as he's provided one thing uh, and taking us to one place, he keeps uh, bringing more. And so there's a lot yet to do. Yeah, I love that. And and I just want to make sure that everybody's hearing the fact that you guys didn't come in as American saviors. You didn't show up with your plan of know-it-alls and we're going to fix everything. No, you came in and said, hey, here's our skills. And we recognize that you have skills. Let's right. partner. Let us come alongside you. And I love that. And anybody listening that wants to work globally, you must have that mindset because that is the mindset of Jesus. Right. That we don't come in. Jesus is the Savior. We're not the Savior. And I so do. I just love how you guys have come alongside the people there. Mm-hmm. You know, And so could you guys tell us a little bit about your trip this summer you guys go yearly sometimes twice a year Mm -hmm. and so tell us about this summer in kenya yeah so this summer was totally um from the lord we planned on just our family going to africa this summer our daughter had gone with us when she was 12 or 13 Mm -hmm. and we have two boys that were 17 and 12 at the time that we were going to take with us this year and we thought, okay, Lord, we'll take our family on a trip, let our boys see what we've been doing their entire lives pretty much in Kenya that they've been um, just hearing about but not actually experiencing firsthand. But the Lord brought along eight other people on the trip, which was pretty amazing because we weren't really advertising to have more team members. But as soon as uh, we met Um, The morning that we were going to leave, we knew that God had prepared in advance for every person who was on that trip to be on the trip. And they they all had different experiences, different things that they got out of the trip. But we knew and it was obvious all throughout um, our trip that God had really prepared that team. Uh, even though it was only for a couple weeks that he cares about even the couple weeks that we were there. And it was great. It was amazing just to see the way that he moved in in just in the midst of us. I love that. Yeah. One, one thing I'd add that was different this time from other trips we've done, we've never been in the summer. Mm. And typically that's either because of cost mm-hmm. or the uh, children are in school. Yeah. During the summer there. And so, or during our summer break. And so this year we were able to go in the summer uh, and 
it was just a different trip mm-hmm. because we we're able to minister more with the partners mm-hmm. and love on them and just be able to spend more time and kind of go into more depth than we had before wow. and do different things. And so it was a, it's really, a, I mean, there's still some of the younger kids that were around, yeah. uh, but it was just a way different dynamic than we've had in, in the past. Uh, and I think a little bit deeper experience uh, as well. Yeah, I love that. And I admire just your flexibility. You guys are so open-handed with this <laughs> because it, it looks different each year, even in your trips or your strategies. And I just right. I respect that a ton. Um, so I, I've heard rumors of some funny stories coming out of this trip. <laughs> so any that maybe um, are appropriate for our podcast audience? <laughs> so there, there's a few stories that stick out, right? And some of them are funny and some of them weren't. Uh, but like probably the one that really... Uh, grabbed us day one on the ground uh, is that um, in, in going over, um, maybe it was day two, uh, we had some money stolen out of the van. Uh, and it wasn't, uh, I mean, it wasn't an insignificant amount. A thousand dollars. Wow. And, and, and in that moment is like we're kind of figuring this out and we're looking at, you know, who's, where did it probably go and what did those things do? God mm-hmm. just like really kind of slapped us around a little bit mm-hmm. and reminded us that he provided yeah. everything to get there, right? And that he was in charge of everything. Mm-hmm. Now, we could either ruin our witness, <laughs> we could spend a whole lot of time dwelling on that thousand, or we could just trust in him. Mm-hmm. And whatever other protection he could have given us, just in that moment of being more mm-hmm. aware of where we are and who we're with and what we're paying attention to, uh, the, the big things and the small things. Yeah. Uh, and then just like as we went through the trip, just watching him kind of give back <laughs> that same money that was taken, even on the day that we came home, uh, just to finish off the balance of that that one piece that was lost. That's and so amazing. God was just all throughout the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had lots of road time, lots mm-hmm. of uh, it was th- 18 pe- or 13 people. Uh, 15, counting our uh, our partners in Kenya that were just riding around. So we had really a great time, lots of stories, lots of time to uh, just bond uh, yeah. together. That's awesome. Anything you want to add there, Jessica? Uh, I think that was the difficulty, I guess, in the beginning was just how do we still look like Jesus to the people that we are that are watching us because when you go to Kenya you you'll notice that um it's kind of like the circus came to town everybody stares at you and they are literally watching everything you do so much so that when you get back and you're driving down the street it's like no one's waving at me no one's staring (laughs) because we're like not really you know important here but they are you have to be so careful at how we deal with even mm-hmm. situations like our money being stolen because, to be honest, we knew exactly who took our money and he was standing right in front of us. And knowing that we were accusing him technically, like, say, how to say, like, hey, we know what you did, but still showing grace to him yeah. and letting him know that we know that that's the Lord's money and that it's not our job to... Um, to be the punisher of him, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. Um, But I think that was a good example to our partners and to the people on the team and everybody that was in the house that we were staying at just watching um, of this is what it looks like Mm -hmm. to, you know, be Jesus when the situation does not call for that. And Mm. um, it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, this year you guys mentioned Holly's gone before, but this year you guys got to take Nathan and Preston. So 
just can you share a little bit about that? Like, you know, obviously my sons are really young, but I just love it. I love that now you've taken your whole family, you're giving them a global mindset. So just how special was that to take your boys? So, yeah, that one to us was um, one we prayed about and one we've been like thinking of when's the right timing for a long time. Yeah. Because with every parent, you've got a, you know, you've got some fear and some concern, some trust Mm -hmm. issue with God of when are they old enough? When will they adjust? How can we get the work done Mm -hmm. when they're not, let alone just the cost? Yes. Right? Of how do we take four people or five people (laughs) on one trip when Mm -hmm. he's all, but we always have to look back, right? He's provided when we didn't have it when it was one person. Mm -hmm. He's provided when it was two people. Like he just continues to go through. And so... This year was the year that uh, we kind of went with the boys and said, let's let's do this. Yeah. Now, it was also, I mean, to their credit, they're 13 and 17, and they've got other things on their mind. This wasn't like them jumping out and saying, we want to go, right? <laughs> this is, But discipleship is not about mm. only pulling along people when they're eager and ready to go, Yes. Uh, especially as a parent. And so awesome. we didn't try to manipulate anything or make mm. this a overly spiritual, you know, mountaintop experience. Mm -hmm. We just did what God's been doing to us and a simple act of obedience and follow. (laughs) And then put experiences like where they can see God moving over and over and over again and then let him take care of of the rest of that. And so we saw things like out of the boy's mouth, like, you know, we've always heard about it and we've met people from there, but now we've seen it. Yes. Right? And what God does with that, (laughs) um, we've asked them, are you ready to go back next year? And they weren't ready, like, like <laughs> That's okay. but they're honest, right? Yeah. And they're where they're at. And so, um, it's great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they did, they did better, uh, with the travel and the food and all those things than we could ever wonder or mm-hmm. uh, worry about. Yeah. Uh, they saw several countries. Uh, yes. and so I don't think that fear of leaving my County, leaving my country, mm-hmm. uh, and going somewhere else, uh, because they've had a good experience. I don't think they'll have that obstacle in their future and so yeah we're excited yeah i absolutely love that i think it's great and could you um i'd love i know jesus moved in such powerful ways in kenya do you guys have maybe a specific example that could you know the money situation was great maybe one more situation of just how it was so clear that jesus was working there before you came he was working there while you were there he's going to be working there now that you're back here but just an example of undeniable this was jesus yeah, so we have been partnering with an American missionary family in the western part of Kenya for about three or four years, um, and they have a drug and alcohol rehabilitation program um, in their community that they have launched. They have a church that um, disciples young pastors. It's just an amazing little group that they have formed there, um, and we knew that we were going to visit them we weren't really sure what the task was going to be yet Mm -hmm. so it was a little bit uncomfortable for some people on the team that just need to know like what is expected of me kind of thing which me being the chief of those people (laughs) so we found out um the morning that we were leaving to visit them that they wanted us just to share with their group about um, just listen to their stories. Uh, mm-hmm. They had about 15 men that were in the Men's Alcohol and Drug Rehabilitation Center and one young lady that was at their women's ranch. And so we had some young people on our team, like our boys and some college students that 
went and just ministered to the children in the community while the adults sat in a service. And we just listened to their stories about how God had changed their hearts, had changed their lives. But on the way there, we were trying to figure out who was going to speak to this group of people. We uh, felt really not really equipped, I guess, because we weren't pastors. We um, were just, you know, lay people trying to figure out what has God done in our lives that we can share with these people that will be meaningful for them. And as we're sharing stories on the bus, there were three of us that had like really dramatic examples of alcoholism Hmm. or drug abuse in our families. And each person had a different take on like my parents, for example, were delivered from alcoholism five years ago, have never even wanted to drink again after being um, alcoholics my whole life. We had another lady on the team who had a similar situation in her life with drugs. And so we, when we went, um, we got to share about how we had seen God overcome these these obstacles in our lives, having no idea that that was just what they needed to hear. Because apparently, like what we found out from the missionaries was that in Kenya especially, they think that America is the land of, promise that there's no no one suffers here there's no issues with drugs or alcohol or depression or any you know anything like that so hearing us come and talk to them about the struggles that we went through and that how God really can change your heart and turn that around was really great for them so we were um, we were really glad to be of service but you know it's just not something we prepared for it didn't cost anything it was just us sharing our hearts and our experiences which was really great just to see God connect people um, from different parts of the world um, you know that was just super great for us to see Jessica that was awesome and it is really neat to even see Jesus move in something basically totally unplanned Mm -hmm. and out of your control. But even on the way there, he's like, I've got you, I've got you, I've got you. And then blew you away when you got there. Mm -hmm. Um, And could you guys share what are, what were some long-term outcomes that you wanted to see, especially from this summer's trip? So one of the things we wanted to see uh, for us personally was just a growth in our boys and they're actually putting their faith in the Lord. I don't think they've had to do that in their young age just because they've been provided for everything. They've been in church since they were babies. So them having to trust him to provide what was needed to keep them safe, um, just to step out of their comfort zone was one of the things that we personally wanted to see. Um, God did a lot more than that on the trip that we didn't plan. So there was a lot of long-term outcomes that we didn't really realize were going to be such. Um, One of the things we did, we weren't expecting that, um, that our church family was going to provide financially as much as they did for us. We were blown away by the generosity of public church for each person on our team. And it was kind of strange because it had like a twofold effect. We were able to better minister to the people that we had gone to serve while we were there. And it held us to a higher degree of accountability, I think, yeah. as individuals, as, as to how we're stewarding the money. Because a lot of times, if we pay for it ourselves for a trip like that, um, 
you just feel like, hey, I paid for this. I can kind of, you know, spend the money how I want to. But when, Mm -hmm. you know, other people invest in what you're doing, it gives you just a feeling of there are people that believe in what I'm doing and I need to be accountable and make sure that I'm actually ministering to the best of my ability because it's not just my resources that have been used here. Um, So that was... That was such a blessing to us that we were able to build a house, which not physically build. We uh, paid workers there to build a house for um, one of the moms in one of our programs. She has she's a single mom with six kids and. Their house literally would have blown down at any minute. Like wow. the next storm, the roof was coming off. The house had holes in the walls. It was it was just really, I can't even describe the situation that they were living in. Mm-hmm. But um, we had some contractors come out. And one of them, this was pretty amazing. One of them was a college student who was trying to pay for his next semester at university. And this is the way that he got his funding by building this house for one of our partners. And so it was really amazing just to see how many lives we're able to bless just by building this house, not just the family that's going to live there, but all of the people involved, even the people in the village around where the house mm-hmm. was being built. Like our, we were going and buying food from them for our contractors to eat for lunch. I mean, it really just built up this community. And it's amazing how one small thing to us is such a huge thing for them there. Yeah, like where Jessica's kind of mentioning it, I just want to emphasize that typically we don't do building projects. We Mm -hmm. don't go out and try to do the work ourselves. One, it's a different style. Mm -hmm. The upkeep of it, like, is is it would be a different set of materials even that we use. But the bigger thing is that if we as Westerners go into a country and we do the work and we pay for it, Mm -hmm. then it, it, one, it, it can take away their ability of ownership yes. of that work as as well as jobs yes. and opportunities within a culture that is living with 60 to 70 percent unemployment right and so why would we take those jobs when we can bless them with the the means to be able to do it uh, and just come alongside them yeah that's so good we did get to move some rocks this time <laughs> under their supervision uh, there are a lot of rocks to move to build this house uh and it was it was way different for us in terms of style of how to build so we mm. learned some things yeah uh and just got to um I spent a day with these workers mm. and, and hopefully some of that jesus just rubbed off yeah i'm sure he did i love that I know you guys have been praying for a while that God would send someone to Kenya long term. So any answered prayers on this trip or any movement in that direction? Yes, this was such a surprise to us because we had, to our shame, given up maybe a little bit of this hope and dream that someone would go there long term. One of our one of the parts of our vision is just to see a multiplying movement of Jesus followers sent out to work in their areas of influence. And it is really just one of the places we've seen the biggest needs spiritually in Mm -hmm. Kenya um, specifically, but not really knowing how to do that just by sending short-term teams. And as much as I would love to God to call our family over there, um, he hasn't done that. And it's been pretty obvious to my husband (laughs) that that's not what he's calling us to do. So we just kept thinking, Lord, are you... Are you calling someone? And there was a young lady named Annie on this trip who had been, she's a Lee student, she's a senior this year, who Mm -hmm. had been in our community group for the past maybe year and a half. Um, 
And Annie, being in our community group, has heard about Shepherd's Heart for the past year and a half, no doubt, like maybe weekly, if not at least monthly, and had never shown any interest or desire really beyond just praying for us personally to be involved in the ministry. But we didn't realize that God had been calling her to Africa and specifically Kenya for the past couple of months. And that all came, I guess, came out during our trip. Um, During one of the devotions, one of the guys was leading a devotion on a passage in Isaiah and she had been praying that God would give her another sign um, and that was the verse she was praying for that morning and it ends up our devotion was on that very verse and <laughs> she just starts crying and no one really knows why is Annie crying and then she starts to reveal it a little bit to us not the whole thing but just like a little bit of God's been moving in her heart and she really thinks Kenya is the place she's going to be and A couple of days later, when we visited the American missionary family that we talked about earlier, um, Mm -hmm. they had a giant sign um, coming out of their men's ranch that had a verse from Romans on it. And that was the verse, the other verse. So she had two that she had been praying that God would (laughs) confirm to her. And we're thinking, oh, my goodness, this may really happen. That is incredible. Wow. I love that. And just to be frank with our listeners, um, one of our prayers for this podcast is that someone listening would want to move to Kenya long term. We're just praying for Jesus to do immeasurably more. So if somebody's interested, if they're listening and going, oh my goodness, I've, I've got to get there. I've got to talk to you guys. Um, maybe they go this summer short term and then like Annie, they end up going there in a year. Like, How can they contact you guys to find out more? So you can go on our website. It's uh, shepherdsheartinternational.org, and we have a contact page there. Or email me, jessica, at shepherdsheartinternational.org. We would really, really love to send Andy Annie out with, with another person. Um, yes. We've really just felt like two by two is the way that people need to go out, and we know that she... Um, has been called from the Lord, but we really feel like someone else is being called too. We just don't know who that person is. So if it's mm-hmm. you, or if you think it might be you, or maybe it's not you, but you want to hear more, um, please contact us. We'd be so excited to talk to you and pray for you about it. Yeah, most definitely. And then there's there's more ways to be involved than just by going to Kenya or moving there, still emphasizing that for the listener that's, you know, hearts being tugged. So how can we be involved throughout the year? One of the things that's the biggest blessing for us is to have sponsors for each one of our children. Um, Their school fees vary wildly throughout the year. We never know from term to term how much it's actually going to cost to send our kids to school. Um, And that is really the biggest expense that we have as a ministry. Um, it's, It's hard for people here to understand that school in Kenya is not free and that a lot of times to send your kid to high school, it costs more money than a person even makes in a year. So, um, we try to come alongside families and just provide that education expense, even for the families that are fostering their own relatives. Mm -hmm. So when you sponsor a child, it allows us to be sure that that money's going to come in for their school fees. And it just gives like an added safety net for them to know that that's coming, um, and available. And Another new way, I guess, would be to support one of the groups that we hope that Annie is going to start starting in May. So if you wanted to sponsor a 
discipleship group. Mm -hmm. Um, There's not a lot of expense to that, but Annie will have to travel um, throughout the country of Kenya and whatever um, resources are needed, books and training materials and that kind of thing, um, just to have somebody sponsor those and just come alongside her and know that there are people back here that are praying for her Mm -hmm. and that care and that their hearts have just been um, tugged by what she's doing would be really, really encouraging for her. Yeah. I love that. I know for um, my wife, Whitney, and I, it's been a real blessing to sponsor. um, And also our team here, we sponsor. And so, you know, if you're listening, maybe you can do it as a family, as an individual, or maybe as a community group, or the people at your office could say, hey, or your coaching staff could say, hey, let's sponsor a child. It can be really neat to do it either as a family like we do, or as a team like we also do here at Public. And I just want to ask this question. How has Jesus changed like you, Michael, through Shepherd's Heart? And then, Jessica, if you could follow up, how has Jesus changed you personally through Shepherd's Heart? Yeah, that's, a, that's a great one, and it's all, all God uh, in that. And so, I mean, I think in the beginning of our journey, uh, he really started to change my worldview, mm-hmm. right? He's, he's opening up just really the, the world, yeah. uh, both within Kenya and then within my occupation all over uh, the world. Um, as time's gone on, like we've developed great friendships. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen just, you know, there's, it's, it's great to be part of the church and things bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so that's, that's, that's grown us, that's stretched us. Uh, we've had good years and we've had bad years, right? Mm-hmm. And so in those times, you learn both, right? You learn when to be content with a lot, uh, mm-hmm. when to really rely on God for everything because mm-hmm. you're, you're wondering, like, it really is this, this where I should be and where we should be working, um, right now, I think in the last couple of years, things have been getting better. Mm. And so this last trip was the healthiest that we've ever seen the programs mm-hmm. uh, that, that are going there and the people, right? It's the more, uh, more well-staffed yes. as well, right? So as sponsorships have grown, as things have developed, it's we're, we're able to provide a even higher level of um, support care and things are just God's just blessing it and so that's been a big uh, encouragement as well and then I think like we've talked about it before just having most of our uh, our children Mm -hmm. uh, have stepped with there it's just uh, growing the family in that dynamic as well I love it what about you Jessica I think for me the biggest change has just been my reliance on the Lord and not my own um, abilities that everything I've done with Shepherd's Heart is so out of my comfort zone. I feel like it's not areas where maybe I feel gifted, um, but the Lord keeps providing these opportunities to serve mm-hmm. people, and I really have to rely on Him f- for everything. For um, I'm asked to speak in public, like that terrifies me. Still, <laughs> I do it because I want to be obedient. But He still He gives me strength for every aspect of what I'm asked to do, and I've just seen Him provide for the needs. And abundantly, even when I'm not being faithful to him, um, a lot. And, and just recently, we um, figured out at the last minute that we were going to need about eight thousand dollars more in school fees than what we thought was going to be due for the last wow. term for our kids at the rescue center. And I immediately went into mode of. This is because I haven't been faithful. I haven't been praying enough. I haven't been telling enough people about the need. Um, It's my fault. This is all my Mm -hmm. fault. And out of the blue, we got an email from somebody saying, hey, do you have any projects that you need um, funding for? We're trying to invest in the Lord's work. And 
the person ended up sending a check for almost exactly what we needed to cover the school fees. And I just thought, Lord, it's not about me. And I think that's the biggest thing that I have gotten out of Shepherd's Heart is that I couldn't do any of this. Um, It's all about the Lord providing, the Lord giving wisdom, the Lord giving strength, and, you know, not about my abilities. That's so good. Love it. And so how can we as a public church family and just for our listeners, how can we all pray, you know, first off for the pages for you guys, and then second of all for Shepherd's Heart International? Cool. So I guess with, with us that, I mean, the, the biggest prayer that you could give any family is just prayers for that, for our marriage, mm-hmm. uh, as we're discipling our children, that they're, uh, we're, we're, do, we're making the right steps, right? We're yeah. putting the right uh, experiences in front of them for God to just light on fire yeah. uh, and for that to, to move. Um, within our home, it's been growing as we've been kind of adopting and taking in some uh, even older kids, Lord. So just that God would just use us mm-hmm. uh, well within that, uh, that he would put in a, just a sense of accountability that every action we take is, mm-hmm. is being watched, right? And so uh, that we would, we would model that, that well. That's really good. Yeah, and for Shepherd's Heart, just for wisdom and for us to really look around at what God is doing and try to get involved in that and not become overwhelmed with our own plans and what we think should happen, but really to trust God that He's doing His work and He's allowing us to join in. And we really want just wisdom to make sure that we invest our resources and our time in what He's doing and not our own plans. Yeah. That's that's incredible. Well, Michael, Jessica, it's been an honor. I have absolutely loved our time together, and I think our listeners have as well. And listeners, thank you for joining us. We really hope that Jesus used today's conversation to impact your everyday routine. And if you want to know more information about how you can move to Kenya, still dropping that in there, um, go to Kenya next year, sponsor an orphan, sponsor one of Annie's discipleship groups. You can just simply go to their website, shepherdsheartinternational.org, shepherdsheartinternational.org. And then as Public Church, we'd love to connect with you on social media. You can find us at a public church. And just remember, following Jesus is not a Sunday thing. It's an every moment lifestyle. So let's follow him today. Once again, I'm Todd. Michael. And Jessica. And thanks for listening.